You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. I hate the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Start coming and they don't stop coming Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running Didn't make sense not to live for fun Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb So much to do, so much to see So what's wrong Welcome with taking the back streets Tax to grind The Hardcore Podcast I'm Patrick I'm Bob I'm Tom And joining us today I'm Dave What up Dave, how you doing buddy? Good. How are you? I'm good. How was your stretch? How was your stretching exercise earlier today? Um, you know, I did okay. I'm for as fit as I can be. I am not flexible, mm. so mm. I should get better about it. But mm. I mm. don't enjoy it, so I don't do it a lot. Mm. Uh, Patrick, do you, as somebody who tours a lot, do you stretch before you play? I don't believe in stretching nor uh, warming up my voice. Mm. Well, there you go. That's the uh, the drug church formula. Uh, yo, let's cut right into it because we got lots to talk about today. Uh, let us send praise and blessings to Run for Cover Records. Oh, la la la! Praise and blessings to To Live a Lie. My my. Praise and blessings to Convulse Records. It's a me. And praise and many blessings to Close Casket Activities. Mario. Boom. Italian-Americans everywhere rejoice. We're going to start in the 518, closedcasketactivities.com, closedcasketactivities.com. Do you think, how many members of Incendiary are Italian-Americans? Seven. Tom? Mm -mm. Did we lose Tom? We lost Tom in the first 10 seconds. Oh, Tom just went Oh, no. Oh, no. I wonder, uh uh-oh, he's typing. We're talking, about, we're talking about Italian-Americans. All right. Uh, Dave is with us. How many Italian-Americans do you think are in incendiary? Um, probably, I think with New York, three is a pretty fair bet. Yeah, I'm going to guess, uh, and Long Island, a little bit extra. So I'm going to say three and a half is my number. So uh, all you incendiary super fans, let us know. But we are talking about the new incendiary, Change the Way You Think About Pain LP. The second press is available you know why I picked this today, guys? Tell us. The black, silver, and purple tricolor vinyl. I just think it looks cool. Vaguely goes along with the layout. I'm a sucker for that. Cool-looking vinyl always always wins, so good for them. Um, yes. Uh, <coughs> Sandy is great. I'm back. Tom, I, How just, many, you want, now, I just want to yeah. point out, in the squid games of uh, us getting dropped, no longer for me. I just upgraded to the expensive internet. You, you, you guys are never going to hear a distorted voice again. Ooh, Starscream. Ooh, I'm going to make fun of Patrick's little, the, you know, be, being at a disadvantage. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That's, what, that's a poor. Yeah, no, no more of that. I'm now, Wealthy Patrick here. I, I am super lit. I'm uh, Catch me streaming. Optimus Prime. Yo, next time we record, I'm going to be on fucking Fios. Ah, uh, hell yeah. Shout so out just to Fios. as a Patreon subscriber, does that mean you could have done that the whole time and you just choose not to? Yes, that's cheap. <laughs> cheap as dirt. Pat blamed it on Australia and the infrastructure, but I think Patrick's cheap as fuck. Oh, listen, I'm how, well. We'll talk offline about how much you guys are each paying for internet. I I venture that I am now paying more. Well, you might be paying more in Australian dollars. Well, you do. You live on the internet. True. Like Bob is barely on the internet. It's true. So. I, I do live on the internet. I thought about this the other day. I'm like a sick person. The, the, my screen time came up and it said 24 hours, and I was like, "That's no, stop. <laughs> not possible." <laughs> That's not possible. All right. You don't even let you on the internet when your eyes are closed? Apparently. I must have left some shit on or whatever. Right. I mean, you you do Twitch, right? <laughs> Live stream yeah, yeah. sleeping. Live stream napping. Stay stay scrolling, says Patrick. Um, Tom, can you give us the final answer? How many Italian-Americans are in the band Incendiary? Um, just one. No way. Damn. That's so low. We're it's all scam. way over. We're so- no. So it's it's Lamelli, Dan Lamelli. Yeah, that's hundred percent. He probably counts as two. He might count as two. Okay. He might be your half. Yeah, Brian Audley. I'm going to say it's some kind of Anglo-Saxon name. Yeah, maybe it does. Irish. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Rones Irish. Yep. 
Bobcat is not Italian or Irish. Okay, yep. Um, and then the bass player, his name is Jan. Yeah, so Jakubowicz or something. It's so not. It's not um, I think they were probably all changed at Ellis Island. Yeah, yeah no they, doubt. Yeah, I. I, I, I Incendiary ends with an I. Like, what are we doing? I th- I th- <laughs> you know, I just thought I caught a little accordion on that last LP. We'll see. You know, it's got a little Aerosmith flavor to it. So go oh. to closecasketactivities.com uh, and order the Incendiary Change of the Way You Think About the Pain LP, please. Wow, that is. <laughs> Listen, I I am slightly Italian, and I'm taking Italian on Duolingo, so I can I you, I can let all this shit fly. Salve. <laughs> You're really taking Italian on Duolingo? I am. Yeah. It's all just right. he's he just keeps playing a Duolipa CD, and that's what he thinks was what happened. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why he's on 24 hours a day. He just has it going so he can like learn while he's sleeping. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's a uh, a lot of people I do business with are Italian. So I, when it came time to stretch my brain a little bit, I said, you know what? It would be respectful yeah. if I could uh, speak a word of their language. A couple of your Italian artists are really high level. So shout do you out guys usually meet in like a sauna and like have hash out your business there? That's exactly right. Okay. <laughs> well, sometimes we'll, right, so you're not wa- you know wires. Yeah, sometimes we'll walk around. Sometimes we'll walk around the park covering our mouths as we talk. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> uh, heading over to Convulse Records, convulserecords.com. Uh, let's go for this. We'll, we'll keep the theme. First thing first. Uh, everybody should check out the Bib Live in Liverpool. The Bib Live in Liverpool cassette. Uh, why? Because I really like live tapes. That's cool yeah, as cool. hell that they did that. Cool. Good for them. Uh, only 200 copies. Um, Bib is part of the three-letter hard, fast, loud bands. Uh, check it out. Uh, speaking of another hard, fast, loud band, Gel. How many Italian-Americans do you think are in the band Gel? Uh, hailing from New Jersey, the other <laughs> Italian stronghold in the Americas. It's got to be like 80%. One? Yeah. Maybe one. It's it, it's less... <sighs> yeah. It, it, Less Italian than you would think. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 1.5. That's my guess. Okay. All right. So we got 1.5. Obviously, as we established, Incendiary is like seven Italian Americans. Uh, the gel only constant uh, LP has been repressed. Second pressing is in. A bunch of the versions are already selling out. So, and by a bunch, I mean like three or four. So, go get some before it's all gone, and you can say you were you were there, you were with it since the second press. Uh, convulserecords.com. Check it out. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling? Million bucks. Have yeah, you... Great. Tom, how are you? I'm good. Not a million bucks. Maybe like 15. Yo, but 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 real quick. Without... No no business in the streets. In the new spot next week? Next week. I move next Saturday. Hell yeah. Yes. Um, Very good. Okay. With that said... Have you bought any novelty ripoff t-shirts recently? Have I? I mean, any of the three of you. I mean, bootlegs? Mm, not bootlegs, but like corporate sponsored ripoffs of hardcore classic shirts. <laughs> I have not. Oh. I did find a undertow Snapple shirt that I, or undertow Gatorade shirt that I bought. Yo, is, is that like secret? So like, I think people has that come around? Because there was a, in the '90s, obviously that did sort of well. Even though people would, I think it soured pretty quick. It was a good, clean, fun T-shirt idea vibe, um, where it was like I mean, Sackgate had Snapple. Yep. I mean, yeah, there was yeah. the, the 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 Pepsi Straight Edge shirts. There was everything you could imagine. Um, Coke Straight Edge shirt. Yep. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That was that was the most '90s. And if the '90s are back, then we're well, way overdue for that. Yes. No. You know what? I, what I'm thinking of today is the the uh, controversy that hit the streets last week of the uh, Maggot Stomp Records X PBR. It's okay to drink shirt. Why is this a controversy? Well, because I don't even know how many shirts folks made. It wasn't a lot. They sold out. Some people thought it was funny. Other people didn't. But what I do want to talk about is it brought up some interesting, you know, basically uh, dorm room material. And that's we got Dave joining us in, uh, you know, room 315B um, on our triple decker beds and uh, and no riz, but lots of conversations about a it's okay not to drink shirt. So is this cool? Is this not? Patrick, you largely slept through this. Is this right? Do we need to recap you? Uh, yeah, I actually have no idea what's going on. I uh, came in 
uh, as the fellow from Maggot Stomp was kind of um, saying, hey, everybody that took it serious. I don't know, remember what the fucking statement was, but it was basically the cleanup statement of, hey, now this is over. And I was just waking up and I was like, what the fuck's over? I don't, I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I you know, it's a blessing and a curse uh, to live a 12 hour difference where I miss mm. a lot of hardcore bullshit, which sometimes you know, you're, I'm missing out on the fun. Other times I'm, I'm just sitting there grateful that I missed out on the bullshit. Um, hey, Pat, can I ask you a question? Did you say, Hey, now, because you're really reeling because Steve Harwell from smash mouth died, you know, uh, was that like a little like Easter egg for people? So I enjoyed his performance where he said he was going to kill everybody's family. And he, uh, all that. I, apparently that was his last show. Yeah. You know what? Not a bad last show. I've seen it, worse yeah. last shows. <laughs> and like fucking Gigi Allen go, at a fucking go out on yeah. top. You know what I mean? Right now. Gigi Allen at a, at a fucking bacon fest. Now, <laughs> now here's the thing. Um, it got me in a state of mind. I know this is not what we're talking about today, but uh, it, it got me in a state of mind about our responsibility to each other because I don't know what the man died of, but he wasn't old. And liver failure. Okay. So liver failure, uh, I'm going to guess lived. by his performance, it was, uh, not hereditary. Uh, so, uh, did his bandmates have any responsibility to stop their lifestyle to keep him alive? Um, I would think they would have to do that. That would be the, the right thing to do. Uh, they, I mean, they didn't, <laughs> you know, it's, so I, I'm always torn on this because I want to respect adults, right? Like, yeah, agency. Yes. Uh, yeah. So if you, you know, we've talked on this podcast, uh, Tom has a record out with that depicts suicide. And it's, uh, to me, it was always a uh, kind of not necessarily depressing image, but, but a, a somewhat empowering image in the respect. Now, everybody, this is a very dated idea. Anybody that remembers Jack Kevorkian is uh, my age or older, but, the right to die was a conversation. And, uh, I just think that, uh, I don't want to tell somebody that they can't live the way that they choose to live their life. Uh, and it got me thinking, would I stop? Like if one of my bandmates was an out of control drug addict or something, and he just looked me in the eye and said, Hey brother, I'm going to be a drug addict if we play music or not. And I like playing Mm. music. Mm. I might say, nah, all right, well, you know, God bless. Let's, 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 let's. Right, but if, if it affected your ability to continue to make music. Mm. Well, Tom, now we're, now we're cutting into Patty's Now time. we're cutting, yeah, self-interest. Uh, the road- <laughs> yes. I mean, I still think if it's someone that you care about, you should at least try to intercede. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. But I think you need to sort of address it. Yeah, listen, yeah, I, yeah, and everybody's it's, got It's the harder limit. thing to do. It's the harder thing to do, right? Like the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And yeah, uh, I, 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 it just, I don't know if there's an answer necessarily. It just got me thinking about <laughs> this is the heaviest anybody's ever gotten on the Smash Mouth question. Uh, I mean, I think it's one of those there. things. If you had a band member that was in recovery, you wouldn't be like, oh, I cut you a line. I forgot. You know, like you would just kind of, you know, let them do their thing without trying to like shove it in their face. But I wouldn't think that the other members of Smash Mouth would like have to stop uh, like walking on the sun or whatever. Yeah. And they could just, they could just do their own thing without like putting it in his face, but I I don't know I, I don't really I didn't really follow Smash Mouth like surprisingly. No, um, you didn't follow their trajectory. No, I mean honestly, I, I think the question turns into uh, what is your role as an individual to intercede into the affairs of others and uh, and especially those close to you, right? So this is this is a long way from the PBR conversation which we'll get to, but this is more salient. Um, and I think it's. You know, it's, it's, what is, what are you, how are you coming to it? Because I think what Tom asked was, was said was good. It's like, yo, is, are you coming to it because it's interfering with your ability to make money or live? And like, to be really honest, which isn't wrong. No, no, it's, it's quite selfish, but it's not wrong. And then there's the other side where it's like, hey, uh, maybe it doesn't even impact you if this dude's a junkie. You know what I mean? And like, maybe it doesn't. Maybe this dude, uh, is uh, whatever we're, we're saying drug addict, you know, we're, we're not trying to apply that to, to senior smouth mouth here, but to say like, Hey, you have serious issues. Um, and while if you die, we'll just replace you. That's no big deal. Uh, we don't want you to die. It's, it's, it's tangled. I, I don't know. I, I also really believe in the agency of self and want to let people do whatever the hell it is they want to do. As long as you're not stepping on my neck. 
but that's where the uh, the idea of like, do you reach out to the person who's in trouble? Uh, do you do you put it upon yourself to try to look out for others? And uh, you know, I think the right answer is, well, you should, but I'm not going to tell you you should because I don't really believe in telling people they should do this thing. But if you I, if you care for for other people, you know, you know, I I think it's a difference of also like how your band operates. Like if this is just your job. And that dude's just, you know, the singer, like your coworker that you tolerate, your work friends, you know, then you might not care. Whereas if this is just like a small time band, you know, that that I could see that being a thing. Whereas like, I mean, you guys are no better than me, but like, didn't the Gin Blossoms basically like kick out the one dude for being an alcoholic, you know, yes. because it was just like yep. slowing them down. And like, and I think, oh, for sure. Yep. Um, I mean, I think it depends on like what your, I mean, uh. Neil Young, I want to say this is don't uh, you historians can correct me on this, but I've heard a lot of hardcore podcasts where people say shit super wrong. But uh, <laughs> I want to say that one of the dudes in Crazy Horse was uh, was like a junkie that that he basically like, kicked him out and was like, yeah, here's your like basically enough for heroin. And then he died. Yeah, he died, um, he died very shortly thereafter. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, is are you is this just like. I mean, he's the only member of Smash Mouth anyone can name. If you're a sadist, that can name him. Um, so, like, I didn't know his I didn't know his full name. No, neither did I. Um, I thought it was. Shred. But I know the songs. Oh yeah, I know. I could name more songs than I could members of Smash Mouth, and like, you know what? That's fine. Um, so yeah, I think it just depends on like where you're, where you put your band. If like, if you know, the ninth drummer in White Snake was you know OD'd. I don't think David Coverdale would lose much sleep. You know, versus like these are the same like five dudes that have been in Smash Mouth. Yeah, guy I grew up with. Uh, <clears throat> that's all true. Uh, although I I don't know, you know my my work buds. I don't know if I want them to expire on, under my watch either. It, that's it's right. it, it's just it's overall it's a it's a tough tough question that I don't know if there's an answer to it. And I think everybody has a limit, <clears throat> right? So that's right. Well, uh, and I think there's a there's a line too where you go. Uh, it's not necessarily responsibility, right? Like I'm not trying to say to someone it's your responsibility to do it, but I do feel as an individual, it's a cool choice to say, Hey, you know what? I do care about this person, uh, who is somehow a part of my life, whether, and hopefully for good or not for worse. You know, I don't, I don't really wish harm upon mm, anyone really. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough. So uh, RIP to South Smash Mouth, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, related to not knowing somebody's name, uh, the the guy who is Weedus uh, does not have his own Wikipedia entry, which my girl and I were talking about it last night. How awesome is it to be not maybe not independently wealthy, but to never have to worry about money again and also not have anyone in your fucking business? How awesome, dude! You wouldn't be able to. You could have watched that video a million times and not pick him out of a lineup. Oh yeah, no, I still couldn't. Still couldn't. Uh, like if you look at current stuff, you go that that that's that can't be the same guy. I, I mean, it. But what if he lives out on the island and fucking probably drowns in residuals from that fucking one song? Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. But right. we just have to think about how bad of a week this was for Guy Fieri. Oh, because I mean, he's mourning. I don't know if you. I don't know if you saw it. He, 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 Jimmy Buffett and the Smash Mouth guy in like a week. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, it's rough for chill dudes out here. Rough, yeah. rough week for chill dudes. There's the episode title. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of chill dudes, uh, okay, um, Patrick, the TLDR. Um, Pabst Blue Ribbon uh, Beer has been sponsoring bands or doing collaboration shirts with bands and maybe labels and different things. Um, you might be aware of this because Drug Church did one. Uh, right. We, we <laughs> took that devil money. Um, Maggot wow. Stomp, a record death metal. Is that fair to say? Mostly sure. death metal-ish yeah. uh, record label out of SoCal um, run by a dude who into hardcore, knows hardcore, loves hardcore, all that fun stuff. Um, believe dude is straight edge still. Not, not really concerned with that or not. But um, did a collaboration shirt, Maggot Stomp the Label, and PBR did a collaboration shirt. That's the classic uh, positive peer pressure shirt. Uh, it's okay not to drink and did it's okay to drink. Um, 
And well, the, they did have so Maggot Tom had a shirt that said, It's okay not to think. Yes, that was, yes, correct. Earlier, yeah. sorry, sorry. To just well, hold on. Uh, before we go any further, we should just there are listeners who are younger. So let's yes. just say that uh, it, it's okay not to drink was a very common shirt to trip over in the 90s and is yes. now owned it. Now is a bit of oh, kitsch, yeah. you know what I mean, for in the current moment. Right, because the idea of it, uh, I mean, to be really honest, the idea of straight edge being a thing that that 25-year-olds really care about is uh, really hit or miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've met some, not many. Shout out to Tommy, goaded. Goaded. But this sent the internet into a little kerfuffle, I guess, um, because it, I don't know. Do you, what, what do you think was the set off because it was like one day as many of these things happen to be one day of internet fervor you know uh we had our we are had our own personal harambe for a day here so um <laughs> tom what tom what do you think set it off like what what about it was the thing that made people mad was it that it was kind of dissing straight edge was it because it was a beer company was it because it was a beer company kind of clowning on a straight edge thing? I don't, you know what do you think it was yeah i mean i think it's probably more the lat like the you know like being in bed with a beer company making fun of like a straight edge shirt and like to me the reason why like i took i mean umbrage is a very strong word why i was like that's ah, whack is because like to me like veganism straight edge and straight edge is like they're like the last bastions of like counterculture mm. hardcore is not counterculture anymore you know what mm. though being at a bar as a straight edge dude or a straight edge girl or a straight edge person kind of rough sucks we still stand out you know what i mean so like I, to me it feels like it's like if you want to do a fucking pbr hardcore shirt like whatever but like for straight edge I, and like or vegetarianism veganism to me, that's some of the last bastions of like actual punk counterculture, because mm. there's not people that 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 really prescribe to those anymore. Do you think there'll be a PBR isn't cool anymore? So, like shirt to go back after it. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we should make one now. No, uh, we shouldn't. We should that we can, don't save that. No, don't don't share that. With the, <laughs> yeah, you can bleep that out. Uh, you know what? Honestly, um, first thing first. Uh, shout out to Scott and shout out to Maggot Stomp, um, the guy who I always had really positive interactions with and who from afar I really respect and like really dig what he does with his label and all that. Um, I like talking about this mostly because of the angle of what got people riled up and are we being even-handed in the way that we're dealing with this? Because I agree, Tom. I think that it was the fact that it was a beer company doing a play on a straight edge, you know, merch thing. And so people who are straight edge or whatever are, were kind of like irked a little bit by it. Not because it's like, who, how many, how many, how many bands have made shirts that kind of, you know, it's it might as well be Calvin pissing on straight. But it edge. was our band. It nope. was our, like, if Murphy's Law made one, we'd be like, oh, it's yeah. fucking Murphy's Law. Jimmy Stop can do whatever the fuck he wants. But, but to, to me, PBR doesn't know that shirt. You sold them our shirt. Do you think this is big booze just getting back for the no for an answer uh, Jack Daniels shirt? <laughs> <laughs> no. It was like, fuck you, Dano. We got you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think you're right, Tom. I think that's the, the right answer. And But I got to say, um, we opened the door. The door has been opened in hardcore and uh, to this stuff and to, you know, for better or worse, selling the culture and selling the thing that it is and the attention. Um and I mean, yo, I don't look any differently at Maggot Stomp doing that shirt with PBR than I do Drug Shirt doing a club shirt. Than I do, uh, I mean, there were other bands. I, I did Scowl. I think Scowl did one. Is that right? Um, I'm trying to remember the bands. Scowl did them. They've come to friends, bands of our, friends of ours, bands, and that have gotten turned down. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, like, yeah, they've got a ton of different, like you know. And, and to me, it's like your band. You have agency over your band. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have agency over your label. Yeah. But making fun of like that, that was the only thing that I think. I mean, at least to me, yeah. the people that I saw that got mad was like, ah, come on, man. Like, if Pat wants to fucking walk out like wearing a fucking Pat's Blue Ribbon fucking all over t shirt, I mean, I'll make fun of him. Yeah. But it's like, yo, man, this is your life. You can do whatever you want. He's, but he's like, when worse. it's something that's, right. 
I mean, I've seen it. How much money are they offering? I mean, that time you used to wear that coverall that smelled like gasoline. <laughs> I still love it. I think does it still smell like gasoline. It's not allowed in the house. Does it still smell? It still smells like kerosene. Yeah, because the guy that died in it. Yeah, well, was covering it. His ghost inhabits me every time I don it. But here, here's my thing: is there something more scandalous to this story, or 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 is this were people, no. were people actually worked up? Yes. Oh yes. shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, See, dude, I, people get worked I, up. It's every week. There's one. Hardcore has become wrestling. There's always one controversy every single week. <laughs> Yo, did you guys follow if I'm not getting railed in the bathroom for fucking <laughs> <laughs> during dying fetus? Yes, dying yes. fetus? Uh, uh, that was like three, two and a half. Yeah, minutes. listen, I, I'm late to shit. I'm late to shit. I, I have I'm for a long time. Pat. The idea that anybody's listening to dying fetus on purpose, but th- that's th- correct. And I, I have for a long time, Pat, thought that we should do a crossover episode where me and Tom do a little homework. And think about all the uh, weird pop culture like blips that have happened over the past decade, and uh, talk with you and Eric Wilson about it because it's hilarious—the things that matter for 15 seconds, and yes. then everybody forgets about. So, so many people are like, "You wouldn't even watch Dying Fetus? You'd rather be in the bathroom?" Like, and the girl was like, "Dude, I have a boy." Like, it was a joke. I mean, no, I would. People got real mad though. Real mad. I would rather be eating a PBR. It's okay to drink T-shirt with barbecue sauce on it than watching Dying Fetus. Yeah, I, uh, hold on. Yeah, let me let, yeah. let me go off for a second. Everybody, <laughs> I, I w- w- what festival is it? Is it a uh, FYA, FYA? Shout out okay. to FYA. So shout out to Bob. So I want FYA job, to continue to do great things. I don't got anything against Dying Fetus except for the fact that I'm not interested. Uh, however, I. Uh, I, and I hope I'm wrong in what I'm about to say. I hear this. Oh, you're you're go. You would be in the bathroom for uh, about bands all the time. And then when when the set happens, I don't see that same energy. <laughs> you know, it's so, so I, I'm sick of that weird bullshit of of uh, oh you can't miss this. You can't miss this band. You can't miss this classic band that me and one other person are going to awkwardly mosh mosh to for one second and then be like, oh, we should probably put our hands in our pockets. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Dying Fetus is the set of the century. But I just think it's always bullshit when people are like, oh, yeah, you wouldn't do it. No, no, no. The thing is this. Didn't this already happen at Maryland Death Fest? Mm-hmm. Somebody got railed Dying in the bathroom to Dying Fetus? No. I Like in the, I, like pit. In the, in the pit. pit. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh. Don't you guys remember those videos? I think we talked about it I, on here. You definitely did. And it was, but that's the thing. The news cycle right. of these like things is so short right. that like, I think it was a guy who went down on a girl during a band d- oh, at Maryland Death Valley. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. once again, like, this has already been done, guys. Like, lay back. It's all been done before. Oh, as a wise woman once said, I'm tired it's of the been done. Yeah, I'm tired of the retread. Uh, to the young woman that uh, was talking about that, uh, you're tired. Simpsons did it first. That's right. So, 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 so. This is where I wanted to get to because a friend, an anonymous friend of mine, uh, when this PBR conversation was going on, hit me and, and I thought it was interesting convo. Um, and he said, cause he was like, why, why is this even a topic? What the hell are we talking about here? Um. Who wants to tell them to the people who are complaining about the PBR? The hardcore they slash we knew is dead. The people who come to shows make the rules. Uh, Trust me, everybody thinks it's whack, but bands, labels, etc. don't say no to the money. Kids don't care. Let's not hold people who make shit go to an insane standard of yesteryear, in which case... Most of the people whining are 30 or older and less involved than some of the younger folks. So what do you guys think about that? I mean, I'm, I'm available. It's a little harsh. It's a little harsh, but I don't know. I'm, I'm also saying mm, it's not all lies. No, it's not all lies, but it's a tough question because no. just because you're young and in the moment, I mean, let's just be frank. Sometimes that person is not long, long lasted. You know what I mean? The, the, I'm not going to use language like tourist or any bullshit like that. I'm just going to say, uh, somebody who's really enthusiastic about hardcore right now, I, I don't know if they necessarily take precedence over someone who goes to fewer shows in 2023 because, uh, they got, uh, an autistic child at home. No, no, no. So, so yeah, like I think spirit of the, the comment was not, it's just more, 
the people who are the active voice folks, the people who the, the greater majority are not blinking an eye about this PBR thing. Oh, I, I, you know what? I no, I don't think they, they should care. It sounds, it sounds like on everybody's end, it was just people needed something for the day. You know what I mean? So let's establish that. I don't think I don't I don't think we're uh, changing the course of uh, hardcore history with this conversation. But <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I, it, it's uh, people just needed some shit for the day. Uh, do young people give a fuck about brand stuff? I don't know. It's not. It hasn't been my experience. I, I, I also not to say. Look, this is gonna now. I'm gonna get myself in trouble. I don't even know if half the hardcore bands right now consider themselves hardcore bands. Uh, it's. I mean. I mean, do they or are people considering bands that, for my taste, you know, old man in the room, uh, isn't hardcore, are acting like they're hardcore bands? Mm. I, mm. You know, we, we get into that whole conversation about like, what we well, I don't want to get into a conversation about what is hardcore because like, no. who the fuck am I? Sure. But like, I think people aren't as hung up on it. I mean, they, they pick their battles about what they want to be hung up on and like, the people there comes to like brands involving themselves in hardcore. The only one they care about is like Gildan versus Comfort Colors. They don't give a, they don't give a fuck if it's if it's like oh like Taco Bell or it's PBR or it's Scion or whatever it is. Like that sh- that bell's been rung and people don't give a fuck anymore. That's right, and so it's an interesting conversation. Will it swing back? Like. Are there still people who even blink at it? Because I, you know, I saw a lot of the commentary being kind of more of a like, "Yo, I don't even care. Like, I want these bands. If the bands can get money from these stupid brands, great, take it." Um, while at the same time saying, "No, that doesn't necessarily mean let them, you know, think they're using us, quote unquote." You know, the the phrase I think was said. Shout out to our friend Chris from I think he's from like. Uh, He's from like uh, the Nova Scotia, Western Mass, like Nova Scotia, like, 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 like no, Keen, he's New Canadian. Hampshire, I think. Keen, that's right. Chris from Keen. Uh, uh, let us use them, not them use us. Some some form of that, um, right? I mean, and, I agree know. with what with Patrick said the other day about like what brands, like oh, he wouldn't want to do Taco Bell because all the meat, you know, like. If someone wanted to like sponsor what I do and it was a thing I used, sure. But like, I mean, I mean, I would, I would feel like I wouldn't want a beer sponsorship. Right. But you know, I wouldn't, if, if someone I'm friends with did, I don't think I'd really care. I don't know. Well, and, and this is to say that I I'll think take some Hoka's. If, if Hoka is listening, I'll take some Hoka. <laughs> yeah, shout out Hoka. Those are some, well, you, you, you do have a PhD. I think they are not, not a PhD. You have a doctor. You have a. I have a JD. JD. There, we, there we go. Thank you. Um, so yeah, you, you deserve some hocus. Um, right. I mean, I feel like they. I look like I'm walking around in fucking Gene Simmons' shoes, but whatever. <laughs> um, I think that the conversation should be like, "Hey, twenty years ago, this still really mattered. Thirty years ago, this was like big conversation. Like, like I ask all three of you who were in bands some years ago, if you're the younger version of yourself." would have accepted the PBR sponsor money to do a collabo shirt. No. 1000% no. Yeah. Right. No. Right. But same. But climate was so different. I, I, I you I know I can I don't know if I take it now though to be honest. I wouldn't take I mean, it now either. PBR come straight yeah, at you. Right. But like I don't think I take any sponsorship now. Here, here's mm. what I want. Like if they want to give us guitars, that's one thing. Here's mm. what I want to say. It, it uh would I have said no? Yeah, of course. But how much of that would be an actual considered position that I'm standing on versus this is what I think I'm supposed to do. Knee jerk. This is what I'm supposed to do. That's correct. Uh, uh, well, Pat, can I ask you a question? Yeah. You don't have to give exact amounts. Yeah. From what I've heard. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
You ain't paying like you ain't paying your rent with with what you get from a PBR shirt. Uh, well, I I don't I don't know. Did did we have a PBR shirt or did we just do a? Uh, I don't. I want to be honest. You, you did the, the Boston thing, right? We did the Boston thing. PBR? They, they paid for our recording of that song. Uh, it was some. Can you keep like the streaming or whatever. It was like some co-pro with the label. I, I, everybody co-pro is a scummy. Uh, it just means co-promotion. Uh, it, it, it's. Uh, I have no idea what the actual angle was. They just gave us a list of. I'm all right. Hold on. I'm going to put pure noise. Who some of the people in the uh, office are listeners. I'm just going to put them on blast for a second. Uh, they gave us the worst selection of songs in human history, uh, and said, "Hey, do you want to uh, cover one of these songs because?" there's a theme and we looked at the songs and they were horrends. And also there, there was no, What's the theme? These songs suck. there was no theme. Like, like they thought there was a theme, but it would be like, Hey, we're paying, we're paying tribute to the bands of the, of the nineties, alternative revolution, blah, blah. And then it would be it's a closing time. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, we said, what the fuck? I said, uh, and then I think I said it on this podcast, we, we, we were, I was looking at classic punk songs that I like, uh, and uh, my bandmates were not willing to uh, have me on record using some of the words that those classic punk songs in 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 the service of satire use, right? So, uh, oh right. So we had to find a a, a solution uh, or not do it. And for me, it was it was Boston's all day because that's something I would have liked to have covered anyway. So. Then we we were on tour. Uh, we went into uh, uh, two studios on tour to to do uh, 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 guitars and then uh, vocals at another studio. Both studios were cool experiences where it was the center of the country, places I would not have an opportunity, like home studios that like, shout out to the dudes out there who they're teachers, but they've built out the most impressive home studios I've ever fucking seen. You know what I mean? Shout out to those dudes. And- <clears throat> We went in, recorded at some of those spots, fun experience that was just done on two days off of tour. Uh, and I'm going to be frank. I never thought about it again. Uh, I don't know how much money they gave us to record it. Uh, I don't know what they expected in return. Uh, I hope they got whatever they expected. Uh, for me, this was no disrespect to uh, Pabst, uh, uh, no disrespect uh, to the fella at No Echo who, who, who was tied in. Uh, this is just not a, a concern for me either way. Had they said, Hey, we don't want the boss tones. I would have said maybe, maybe some other time, you, you know, it just doesn't, it's not, it wasn't a big deal to me, but if it's a big deal to the kid that wrote us and told me that I've never played a basement show and uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, then it's a big deal to him and God bless, you know what I mean? So, so I, I this is one of those weird things where, like we always say, if you want to be committed to the basement, you want to live in a basement, you never want to do shows with a barrier, you never want to do shows at a real club. That, you can do that's, it. Yeah, that's that's your prerogative, and I'm happy for you. So same, same Pat, can I ask you a question? Yes. And it just occurred to me, and maybe I'm outing myself as an idiot. Are they called the Boston's because they're from Boston? You got it. What, what else do Like – is that am I the only person that just realizing this now that the mighty mighty boss? T- I thought like like boss. No, you. you I, know you I think it. think you might be. Uh, yeah, you might no, be. No, Tom. Uh, there's people listening right now. They're like doing that, like scratching their yeah, like. Whoa. Chin, like oh, no, there's nobody doing that. And, but uh, this, you should know this. This is why the Deftones are, are they're from Deft. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, they're from <laughs> Deft, Sacramento. <laughs> so, I. Uh, yeah, I, I listen. I I wish I could be more help. And and by the way, I just want to say to our listeners who hate me. Uh, first, I know you don't hate me. Wow. It, it, well, no, but nobody it, hates you, Patty. No, but listen, there was some. Well, no, there's definitely people that hate it, you. It, I mean, my my girlfriend enjoys finding people saying the worst thing they can about me on online, and then we laugh about it. Uh, there was somebody. That, wow. there, there was somebody that didn't. Uh, they don't like my contribution to the podcast. Uh, hmm. That is to this podcast. That is completely. Permitted, by the way, you, you're not, yeah, clearly. you're not, you're not supposed to like everything, nor are you supposed to like everyone. Yeah. I should mention that. Well, I say truthful things on this podcast. It is also incumbent upon one of us in each situation to act as the 10th man 
and to just say a thing to uh, spark conversation. Uh, so what's the 10th man? Uh, it's an idea. He's that trying. He's trying. Just let it, him do it. No, no, no. It's it's a, it's a it's, sports. Th- is it a sports? No, thing? it's not a sports thing. It, it's it, the it's o- a, my only Australian rules football kind of thing. <laughs> it is not a not. <laughs> it is a, hold on. Tenth man, not. you're trying to make it work. Fetch. Let's go. I'm trying to be the gobo, and then they won't let me be the gobo. And then listen, it, uh, I'm probably I'm getting it wrong. Go. I was taking it from World War Z, but it's an actual thing. It, it's All it's right. it's. It, I had to go look it up. It's this idea that. In every, uh, in, in certain, Starscream. It, nope. In, in, uh, yeah, that's gonna be such a good prank to pull out of all nope, the time. Not buying it. <laughs> not buying it. Roll out. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the idea that there, that in every room, somebody has to, uh, play the devil's advocate f- so that <laughs> the, uh, the concept that has consensus is, is challenged. And right. and so, so okay. that you're accounting for, for for other possibilities, right? Do you think that's more or less common? Yeah, is that more or less common now in hardcore or in the world in general? Do you think there's what, more uh, advocacy? There's the the tenth man. Well, it, it, there was this less in hardcore, more in real life. I would say. I don't know. There was this dialogue a couple of years ago that was. Uh, like, I, I like that. I think that's right, Tom. We don't need the devil's advocate. It's like no, no, you do. No, you do. <laughs> that, that, that's how ideas it's are right. tested. Helps, you might not like the devil's advocate, but you, you certainly yeah. need them. I do. It, it helps with your convictions. All the time at work. Yeah, I'm the devil's advocate. That's like part of my managerial style is like, well, what if they meant this? You know, like maybe everyone wasn't saying everything with tone in right. this email. Maybe they were just saying you that just writing this, this might be just genuine what they're saying. Right, right, right. No, I mean, I like your boss tones. I, I think so as much as the contrarian can be annoying, um, always annoying. It's their nature. Correct. It is worthwhile. And if you don't have a friend who's doing that, you might have a weird or lame friend group. I'm just going to say it. Um, or you might have too many friends who you just all agree on the same things. And that kind of sucks too. It's like yep. boring. Um, and, and th- there's some self-selection to that. Have the weirdo who pushes back on you. I, I think what Tom said is that there is more of that in the real world and less of that in some real world. Sorry. More of that in the non-hardcore general world. And that in hardcore, it seems like more consensus is made and there's a lot more just like supporting. And I can't say, I, I gotta say like, I think there's, uh, dissent is found in silence and that means it's non-dissent, right? You know, like there's any number of things, bands, ideas, trends that any of the four of us, uh, three hosts here and our guest Dave, would think are lame. But you go then to think about it and are like, is it worth my effort, energy, and time to put this into the world, to argue it, to debate it? Do I ca- Do I care? Do I really care? And what's the what's the turnabout on it, you know? And I think all those things weigh into: Do you voice your dissent? Do you voice the like, well, actually, I don't agree with this, or you just keep it moving? Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing for what is supposed to be nascently a counterculture thing, right? It just depends on like what you know. If you're, I'm 44. I don't give a shit about stage age or any of that right, shit. Right. but like like it just depends on how often i feel like i need to cape up for turnstile you know <laughs> right. and it's like like do i like do i go do i listen to turnstile monthly no right. but like i've seen them a bunch i'll go see them but like if you're my age i feel like i have to like defend turnstile just because like yo at no point in my years in hardcore did i like everything you know, whether it be 1994, whether it be 2000, whether it be 2010, 2023, like there's never been a year where I'm like A to Z fucking or A to Z for Pat. Like, Thank this you. is great. Um, you know, like, so I don't know why everyone's like, you know, I, I like uh, like this, but like, you know, this this other thing I don't like and I need to tell you why. Because like y- there was never a year you liked it all. So like, why can't you accept that? There's stuff you don't like now. That's right. Well, I think that's, yeah, that's a good point. I think when you're having, when something's having a moment, people really feel obliged to jump out and make sure that they are 
uh, running counter to that moment in whatever respect. And look, that's, that's the type of devil adv- devil's advocacy I can get behind. So I'm, so, so I'm not mad. It's, it's fine, but it's just, it's just a habit that people have. Uh, so have we arrived at anything with this paps thing? I'm, I'm not, not really, to, I mean, I'm not I trying think, to disrespect I, anybody. I don't give no. a fuck about any of this. That's <laughs> like, right. Well, th- so that's the thing is that I found myself so apathetic about it conceptually other than thinking like, Okay, that's weird. It, it's then I saw how much it was the volume at which it was going, and I was like, Ugh. okay, I don't know. It, it almost is like my eh, feeling but, went like, was just erased because I couldn't the volume of care just I didn't match it. But but as far as we could tell, it was just a tongue in cheek joke, correct? Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't like a full on cash grab because I'm sure no one like quit their day job over whatever they got for this shirt. That's for like, sure. Like, yeah. So like, I think that's the thing that like, then it's just a joke, and it's like literally you just like hit refresh, and now we're on to the next joke. <laughs> Whereas like, I think it's one of those things where you could tell someone's doing like, like a. Uh, like just going for clout, like it is like just to, here, what take get in the time machine. Um, when everyone was making jokes about like the dude from harm's way, like two stepping, right, and that was like video, what right. the internet was for like 48 hours, you know, the first one or two, like, okay, good one. And then at a certain point, you're like, what does everyone need to do this? Right. And then like, I said, and then I said, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. So I it's know. like, like if, if, if this dude who like, as far as we can tell, like maggot stomp is not like, the preeminent straight edge label. It's just no. like the dude just happens to be straight edge. Sure. Um, makes like a, a tongue in cheek, like nod to a hardcore shirt. Like, cool. Yeah. Right. It'd be, it'd be one thing if like, like, you know, like youth of today made like Budweiser shirts. Cause it'd be like, wait, you guys are a straight edge band do And like, but, but I mean like actually not an homage, like Budweiser paid for, they're like here's ray and sammy with the clydesdales you know like that would be that would be weird yeah i mean i i i would watch it it'd be funny i guess but like you know but like if that's not their brand and they're just going a counter brand for a cash grab it's just a joke then it's just a joke yo listen yeah but isn't that worse the joke as see no, that's not yours to sell <clears throat> what Tom, the, go the, in because i think you're in a different place no, go go yeah in. go for it I mean, I'm not that. I mean, I know, I know you're not. I know you're not and I think what he does is the label's fucking sick. So it's no commentary on that. But to me, I think it, the difference is, it's like PBR would have. There's probably there's obviously someone at PBR that likes quote unquote underground music. Oh sure, right, right. There's got to be somebody that's like, oh fucking Joe Smith works of whatever the fuck. And but to me, I think like. You know, plumbing the history of hardcore to like make a joke shirt about something that like PBR would never know about mm. is what feels weird to me. Uh, like I think it's like like when like that there was like some fucking like streetwear clothing company that had like I think they made like a shirt like and it had like the Youth of Today fist. Oh sure, like I'm sure someone at the fucking at the company knew who you today was, but it's like, yo, that's ours. Yeah. See, I, I like, even if you don't believe in it, even if you don't believe in straight edge or whatever, like I wouldn't want fucking PBR making like a joke Murphy's law shirt. Cause that's out. Like that's our shit. Right. Uh, uh, right. Well, but certain things, uh, I I've got two counter arguments while I recognize what you're saying. Uh, <clears throat> firstly, some of us are just disrespectful by nature and don't think that these things are sacrosanct. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'll piss on it. It's fine. Whatever. But the, 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 the other, aspect of two grand the other aspect of it is certain things just cross into the like they're ours but they're not exclusively ours anymore like it's uh that was that shirt is it's yeah but it takes it once to not be it anymore what i'm saying is that there's there's things that are just uh like crass crass font is belongs to the world now you you know what i mean the a, a crass box belongs to the world now Right. It, okay. It, it, it it's uh, if we saw that, or a, a great example. Tell me, there's not a bunch of bullshit brands that are doing uh, death metal logos. You know what I mean? I'm sure death metal people are like, oh, think about what is this bullshit? I mean, the New York hardcore symbol has become. Oh yeah, but sure. But but Tom, but Tom, like if there was like a 
for those I love, I will crack a nice cold PBR. Like, I think you could get mad. But, like, this yeah. just general, like, yo, you and I are both straight edge. You know, so, like, but I didn't, like, make that shirt up. So it's, like, not mine, per se. Oh, no, no, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying, like, it's ours, meaning, like, the royal we, like, our culture. That's out, like, I wouldn't want someone making, like, a fucking joke minor threat shirt. I guess from wasn't part of our culture where where I come from, that that, that sounds like we're going to get street. Let me rephrase that. But like, uh, but like as someone who uh, was fucking punk and like, not that I'm not not punk now, but like someone who was like, like a spike my hair every day, like fucking right. pu- punk dude, like p- popular cultures made fun of like punk aesthetic forever. Oh, yeah. You know, so for me, it's just like, yo, I mean, when I was 15, did I have like a real fucking stick up my ass about like Green Day and Rancid? For sure. You know, because like every person, like every uncle was like, oh, is this what you like? It's like, no, fuck you. Like I like, you know, insert whatever like DIY, like small band I want to say that I like instead of like Rancid or Green Day. And then at a certain point, I'm like, who, 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 you know, what I People, I guess also those bands stopped being like the things my uncles would talk to me about. But like, <laughs> um, but like, I think you, you, you caped up for your subculture and like, I'm not mad at people doing that, but like, yeah, I don't think that makes me immature. Yeah. But like, no. I, like, like I am more, time. I am more annoyed when I had the coworker try to give you the like, well, grass has feelings kind of like bullshit about like being vegan, you know? Um, like that sh- to me is annoying. Like, have I turned down like real money to drink for sure? You know, like there's things that I've like, find. I'm not going to just like sell myself out for like, if PBR is like, Hey, can I do a planet on the chain collab bro? And you guys just have to drink it on stage. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, I mean, I wouldn't do it either way, but like, um, I think that's different between like, you know, making an homage to a shirt, but I get it that, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it's not a joke to me. Like you could twist it around the, it's all real to me wrestling guy, but like, yeah, no. Uh, no, I think, I think it's, I, I see, I think if it was a, um, I think it was just a hardcore band logo ripoff. Like if it was a, PBR Chromags ripoff. The beer company ripping off a hardcore classic thing wouldn't wouldn't strike the same way that a beer company collabo ripping off of a straight edge thing hits, but that was the attention economy of this thing, right? Like if you did the Chromags PBR ripoff thing. Eh, Nobody. Eh, that's right, but because you, in 2023, no one would give two fucks. That's right, but because it's I, the beer company straight edge thing, and like, yo, kudos. It's it's a little bit clever that it's okay to drink, and it's a PBR PBR collab. Kind of funny. Um, but the strikes, question is, like, the nerve on certain people, how, you know? Like, how many PBRs did it sell? Not a goddamn Twelve? one. Not a goddamn yeah. one. Not a goddamn one. And the other thing is, it struck a lot of conversation. It struck a lot of people to have these conversations about corporate money and hardcore and blah, 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 blah. Two parts on that. One, <clears throat> we all need to pause, take a look at our suspension of disbelief because there's hypocrisies all around us on it. And it's just which ones do we accept and either not look at, wave away, or go, well, that's different. <clears throat> Two, understand that, you know, things you really love might be, have done something similar. Yo, I love Drug Church. Did a PBR club. I don't give a flying fuck. I mean, my bandmates have... I think that's, that's, that's more of like the Morgado thing. Right. The, the Chris from Western Mass. What they did was like, yeah, you want to pay for our studio time so we could do a song that we wanted to do? Mm-hmm. And get out there. I that like fuck yeah, cool. Well, so because in the long run, no one's gonna think, oh, PBR paid two thousand dollars for for the recording. It's gonna be like, yo, remember that time Drug Church did, the, you know, fucking someday I suppose, and they played it live, and because they finally found horn players or something. No, I, I agree. I so so my my comment is 
the corporate money's here. It's been here for longer than we're really willing. It's not like this is something that just happened five years ago or 10 years ago or whatever. There's always been these influxes. And there's always been people who pushed against it and to varying levels. I'm still acknowledging that there's probably people out there who are pushing back. Just remember if you're looking at it, if you are taking them. Like, yo, how different is PBR from Vans? I don't know. How different is PBR than some of the fucking ads that we get on our podcast? I don't know. You know, like, uh, just just remember those things. And two... Yeah, but isn't that different? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean... I mean, if you're taking something that's about straight edge and making it about drinking, I think that's different from, like, being like, well, you know, like, Vans doesn't have the best business. Yeah, well, like, that's but, different. But, Tom, I, th- I think I think the, the issue is... It's it's just different. Is it going to be all three of you guys against no, me? No, no, no. no. Cool. Uh, I'm a lawyer. Okay, here's an example. Here's the crossover yeah. we've all been waiting for. I just went to the if I don't get railed in a bathroom stall during Dying Fetus, I'm going to pout tweet and saw that FYA is sponsored in part by Pabst. I mean, I don't know. Somebody feel a way about that? You know what I mean? I, Maybe. And I think, I mean, I think that uh, I know that other it's podcasts not a I think, yeah. Can I can I redirect us? I I hate this topic not because I want to avoid it because I feel like there's no. Land, I just let me let me let me, let, me, let, me, I, let me tie it up because I think I understand why people took umbrage and I think it was more interesting to me just because it was like oh man this is it kind of hit a sore spot and it's like yeah that that is kind of weird because I don't disagree with you Tom it's like oh, okay could it be seen as taking a pot shot could it be seen sure I mean there's that's that's why I think it got any attention but then two. There was people who were saying, "Oh man, we got to stop this. These corporations are digging their nails into stuff because we're we're weeks off the Taco Bell scowl military gun turnstile conversations." And it's like, "Yo, look, it's all around. If you don't want to be involved with it, make sure you push back, push back, push back, fight back. You know, but and it'll go away because when yes. they realize, you know, yeah, at certain you. points they're not going to get return on their investment." <laughs> Yeah, and, and not saying with any of those bands, but so they're going to invest in the wrong band, and it's going to fucking flop, and then they'll die. Scion, I don't even Scions make cars anymore, but like, <laughs> but you know what? Everyone has socks, so it's cool. Everyone has Scion socks that they still wear. I don't know. No, I, and it's to me, I think it's uh, you know, like, look, uh, the money comes from somewhere, and just on its own. Shout out that hardcore is in a lot of ways self sustaining, but I'm just going to be fully honest. Even going back to the early 80s, if it wasn't for a group of kids from Georgetown, anybody who knows about DC can tell you about Georgetown. Rich, right? Oh, very. Doing well. Uh, anyway, doing, doing very well. Manhattanites, Tom, you know? Um, Got it. Who knows what hardcore looks like? And you fast forward that through many years, and not everybody, a lot of, lot of labels, a lot of bands, a lot of people scrapped and struggled and scraped and made it. And others had had a little assist or cushion behind them and helped not just one wheel roll, but dozens. Just understand that that stuff, it's <clears throat> if you are taking offense to it or, or have an issue with the money, I get it. I think it's a worthwhile conversation. 20 years ago, I'm in the same bucket going, oh, Band X took some PBR shirt and there's a PBR logo on their shirt. That's lame. Now, I'm not buying that shirt. But am I mad at the band? I, mean, if they, I think if they had it? a no. Gateway fucking logo on it, if you're like you're right. like, I like the internet and I bought a Gateway computer and I have a fucking Gateway, like, <laughs> yeah, I would think that was lame too. That's right, my Floor Punch X Dell computer shirt. I'm not, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's lame too. So, anyways, uh, yeah, that that's the conversation. I mean, I'm I'm from the school of just like. I wouldn't, you know, consider this label because I wouldn't have a barcode on my record mm. type yep. school of sure. hardcore, you know? So, like, yeah, when when the all the, like, oh, we're playing, like, the Doritos stage of this, like, South by Southwest show right. started happening, you know, like, I thought that shit was lame. Yep. But, like, you know, like, as you guys mentioned about, like, staying in the basement and, all, like, yo, I've played, I don't, not, I'm not, Patrick, but you know, I've played several hundred shows. Mm-hmm. I've played one show with a barricade in my life, and it was that summer's benefit show, like in 2023. Yeah. You know, like I've, you can have an, a, a long and illustrious career in hardcore, such as myself, <laughs> uh, and not play a, play a barricade show. But that said, have I made 
$100 from doing bands? No. I don't think so. I mean, c- cumulatively. I don't mean once. I mean, ever. Right? <laughs> like, and that's... <laughs> I, I mean, total, I, you know, I like, Oh, bet you've made at least $600 over, over, over your 20 years of playing over 25 years. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I, I would, I would tell you, I would tell you, no, I'll be honest. <laughs> All right. Yo, you know what? Let me, let me put you, it really, so, really honestly. So Dave the, doesn't the have first to, tear it up. You, the first tear it up us store. I came back with coins yeah. Oh, yeah. and I had to borrow money from my mom to get pizza. Yeah. And I also, and we didn't do per diems. So it's not even like, Oh, we spent all the band money. Like, on like other shit like i if i go on a two-month tour i paid two months rent before i left the house yep. i didn't make any fucking money what if i get tear up streaming rights here's my 20 bucks yeah. right. so <laughs> so think about that for people if you have heard of a band's name not always is it a guarantee that it was like oh they filled they lined their pockets Dave definitely, well, Dave definitely came back from tours poorer than when he came home or when he left oh 100 percent. yeah yeah oh sure yeah i mean i think that's most yeah. of us who is going to host the the 2023/2024 version of the Sick of It All Born Against? I, I think that has to be us. Well, here's the thing. Who and who plays what Who's role? Born Against? I don't even know if there's a Born Against. There's got to be a Born Against out there. No. Oh, yeah, there there is for sure. I don't think there is. Cuz Born Born Against this, I mean, Born Against was legitimately irritating. Like I, I don't I I think that yeah. the I think that the bands that are trying to play that role in twenty twenty three are very at least the ones I see everybody, you know, listen, I'm sure some of you are assholes, but uh a little fraudulent on it. You know, I mean just a little like not going all the way. And can I end this I would like to end with this point Please. sure speaking of born against. Um I saw a friend of ours, some of ours at least. Mm-hmm. John Hiltz mm. from Born Against mm. in the VIP area at the summer stage presented by Capital One <laughs> Bank, uh, Jimmy World Show. So time to die. We all grow. We all grow <laughs> to grow and to change. Um, yo, uh, can we take a quick minute to talk about um, Dave Stein? Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, sure. All right, so uh, for those who don't know, Dave Stein was a hardcore lawyer. He was like the OG hardcore lawyer. Is that fair to say, Tom? I mean, he's the only. Yeah. yeah. yeah pretty much. What about you? Oh. I mean, yeah, but I didn't do anything like he did. He fucking got people out of jail, got people record company, record deals. He's got, he literally did everything. If anything, like I, I was the second one, so, but not nearly. <laughs> so Dave Stein, uh, this is weird. This is a weird one. I never met Dave Stein. Uh, but me neither. Yeah, but I he's he's like one of those figures who was almost mythic in that one. He was from the Albany area. Uh, I always thought that was cool. And two, he started Albany hardcore. Yeah, much. him and Steve Reddy are the people who like yeah. even dudes who were around then are like. Uh, it was Steve and Dave. They they got bands to come and play here. You know, right? They found the space. They found the, they, they found, found the venue. They got band. They knew the bands. They were going down to the city. They would get people to come up. They get they do everything. Um, he was a lawyer. He was passionate about hardcore veganism, uh, human rights, animal rights, all the, all that stuff. Um, did combined effort records and later mend it records. Uh, yo, I thought combined efforts was like one of the coolest f- labels. I just thought it was so cool. I thought, I mean, a murderer's row of releases. Yes. Oh yeah. Like, like just awesome. If you aren't familiar, get familiar great starting point for a lot of New York hardcore and kind of a unique little corner of it too. Um, and he, he sadly passed uh, health complications that uh, from what I understand were ongoing and uh, somewhat long-term. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it sucks. I hate eulogizing stuff on this podcast, but that was, that was one that hit me in a really sideways way because uh, this is just somebody who was, around and did stuff and you still heard about people whether it was like tom said people who needed help and needed you know, a, a lawyer to help them figure out the situation uh or record labels or bands trying to figure out contracts and deals and like um any band in hardcore that like did any kind of record label th- like you know real you know record contracts or any band that's like adjacent to them to hardcore Dave Stein represented them and 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 advocated for them and and got them 
the best deals that they could possibly have gotten. Yeah. Like you talk to anybody, like literally, whether there be, you know, like fucking Thursday or sick of it all or whomever, like they all were like he literally helped everybody. Yeah. Taking back yeah, Sunday, my, Portugal, the man, et cetera, et cetera. Many things. Yeah. My internet had a, a quite a variety of people eulogizing him, and it was not like just this type of hardcore person. Yeah. You know, no. he, he, he cast a wide net and affected a lot of people in a good way. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, anything on Dave Stein? Uh, <clears throat> responsible for the Albany style comp. Um, That's right. Also, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about Steve Reddy occasionally on this podcast, but I think that those dudes were proper brothers. Uh, so, uh, shout out to the, uh, Reddy family who was probably mourning as much as, uh, uh Dave's family was, or is. So, uh, you know, uh, RIP to a guy that, uh, I mean, I'm sure labels might've had something bad to say about him, but, uh, <laughs> that means he did his job. He was yeah. an advocate for people who maybe wouldn't have had an advocate otherwise. So shut up. That's always cool. Um, yeah, he was the prototype hardcore kid. If you get a chance, people should go check out um, Double Cross. Was a, a webzine that was done a, many years ago, but they did a very long interview with Dave where he talks about a lot of cool stuff and just like stuff like seeing JFA on like off Lark Street and MDC coming through like starting in like 83 84 and that's cool um and so yeah yo um rip to dave stein tom do you think it would be fun or not fun to be Madball's lawyer um i'm gonna have to say no comment to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably not fun because if- just because you know like you're gonna have to be like yeah they don't want to they don't want to do the record with you anymore and you have to be that guy or you have to be like yeah, so you know, on tour last night, somebody got stupid and had to get punched or something. You know, like it's there's just a lot of variables, right? Like variables aren't uh, don't make for a good. I mean, with any band, there's a lot of variables. Oh, I'm representing fucking Drug Church, and we, you know, they signed to Pure Noise and everything, but Pat decides to like throw the fucking mic stand off stage and hit somebody in the back while he's screaming. January six was an inside job, right? Yeah, right, exactly, right. It was. Jesus. Yo, Dave, thanks for joining us. Anytime.